Leaders, welcome to the Health Lead Her podcast. I'm your host, Ogoa Kwame, aka Coach Ogo. And this is a go-to podcast for multicultural women in health looking to grow and scale their health businesses and careers while improving their own health and building limitless wealth for themselves and their family. Are you frustrated with our current health system and wish there was a way you could do more for your community while making more in your business or career? Or maybe you're mission and vision driven, but you can't seem to figure out a consistent way to make enough money while fulfilling your dream to improve health disparities without having to work multiple jobs, working endless hours. Well, if this is you, you're in the right place. Press play and let's dive into today's episode. The Healthy Heart Podcast is sponsored by the Health Contract Bootcamp. Hello, 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 Lead Hers. Welcome back to the second episode of the Health Lead Her podcast. It's amazing, honestly, to be able to put a voice to what we as women in health are experiencing, our perspective, and to be able to really showcase our power. I'm loving it. I really am loving it. And um, I just want to thank you all for the motivation for telling me you've been listening and for letting me know that this is really impactful to you. And we're going to keep this going. We're going to keep pouring into you because you're going to be successful. So I want to start off today by talking about the most powerful woman that has contributed to the health of the world, not the health of her community, not the health of the nation, not the health of a country, the health of the world. This woman literally doesn't sleep. She is relentlessly seeking out information, seeking out solutions, looking in different ways to solve the health issues of those who are the most fragile in our communities. She bears the pain of having to think and having to strategize and having to source and be resourceful and having to really think outside the box when it comes to the health of the world. She's powerful. And sometimes she doesn't even realize it. When I, when I talk to her, when I meet her, I'm like, man, if you could only see how much you're doing. This woman is amazing. Let me tell you guys right now. She is amazing. And I can't help but wonder why she can't see her own impact, why she can't see her own power, why she can't even acknowledge that without her, there would be no health. Without her, the world would suffer. Without her, I wouldn't even want to be in this world. And I want to just come here and say that her accomplishments need not even whatever, whatever what's higher than gold i know in the, the olympics they give out gold awards as the the highest award to be given out but reality is she deserves more than that she deserves more than that because of what she's contributed to our society and the amazing thing is and you're going to be shocked when you hear me say this she's not an individual She's a collective. We are her. We as women are the most powerful force on this planet. 
Some people might argue with me, but, you know, argue with your mama. <laughs> As some may say, argue with your mama. Because we're not even going to entertain that argument. Women are the most powerful force on this planet. If not for us, the health of this world would be in jeopardy. We are the health purchasers of our homes. If not for us, most of our children and spouses would literally have every disease possible because they don't think about health the way we think about it. And us women in health as our profession, not only not only did we love taking care of people in our household, not only did we love being the babysitter, the boo-boo monitor, the band-aid person, the first aid gal, not only did we love doing all that, and oh, being the makeshift doctor and researching what's going on, even though you don't have a clue what's going on, but you're going to figure it out. Not only did we love doing all of that, we decided it was even more important for us to go become health professionals. <laughs> I chuckle because it's hilarious. We decided to become health professionals and do this for a living. We weren't tired enough at home. We do this for a living. You mean to tell me that we are not powerful? Not only do we hold the health of our homes, our family members, in our hands, we hold the health of the community around us. We hold the health of the state we live in, the country we live in, the nation we live in, and the planet. There's a reason why we think differently, and I think it's the intentional design of God. Sorry, I'm going to take it there because the truth is the truth. We are intentionally designed to think differently, to look at the world differently, to assess the health needs of those around us differently. Me and my one of my girlfriends were talking the other day, and we were laughing about it, but it's real. It's really real. We were saying that women all too often think of everyone else first before themselves. And it's amazing. You could be suffering with like the worst conditions, the worst disease. You, you could be literally on the verge of passing out. But as a woman, we will always think about others first. We will always think about the well-being of others first. We will always put their needs before our own. Not because we want to be this, this martyr or this person that's just so righteous and we just want to die at the stake for other people. Not because we just love other people and all their uh, antics. It's because that we have this whole and this nature inside of us that we cannot see something die without attempting to resuscitate it. We cannot see something in front of us walking towards darkness, demise, pain and sorrow, lack, grief, all these negative things that come with being unhealthy, making the wrong choices, choosing not to do the right things. We just can't help it. We're going to step in. Whether we want to or not, there's a pull. If you're a mom, think about it. 
your kids intentionally, intentionally do things that could kill them. And you come to the rescue every single time. And then they go do it again. (laughs) And you come back to the rescue again. But that goes to show you truly how much you were needed in the world. And I'm telling you this story to overemphasize how much you were needed in the healthcare space. Not just to be a worker bee and working in the industry. You need to get to the top. You need to sit at the table where the decisions are getting made. You need to contribute your voice. We need to hear from you. We need to hear about your experience. We need to know what happens on the floors in that hospital. We need to know how detrimental some of these processes and procedures are to the outcomes of patients. The reason why there is no change when you feel like there should be change is because the people talking are not talking from the perspective of those who are doing the work. And my issue with the system the way it is is that those who have the perspectives to really make change happen are too focused and busy working and not contributing to policies, laws, processes. We're worker bees. When I realized I was a worker bee, the day I realized I was a worker bee was the day one of my higher ups was too overly concerned about, oh, did we meet this? Did we do get this done? Did we do this? Did we do that? And I'm like, um, excuse me, do you know what would happen to all these patients if we don't fix some of these processes? And it literally felt like no one, no one was listening. Oh, that's nice, Ogo. They didn't even write, they didn't even write down what I was saying. And I'm just like, Did you hear me? Are you deaf? Did you hear me? And in that moment, I realized that I have, I, I've, I've done really well collecting titles. A lot of us do really good collecting titles. A lot of us have this alphabet soup behind our name, and we just so proud that it takes 10 minutes to get all your credentials out there. But sis, you still a worker bee. You're still working in the system and you're not contributing to the transformation and the advancement of the system. Please don't get me wrong. I am not saying working is wrong. No, I am saying working mindlessly is wrong. He who has no vision goes nowhere. When we take a job as a health professional, what was your vision for that position? I could tell you your manager's vision for that position. I could tell you what the CEO intended for that position to create, but the person who actually sits in the position and does that work had no vision for that position. He who has no vision goes nowhere. We talk about we want to do great things. We talk about we want to make all this money. We talk about building legacies for our families. We talk about caring for the world and really improving outcomes for families transforming communities. We, we talk this big game and so many of us are still working bees in the system 
who have no vision and no direction for how we're going to take the work that we do and the skills we've acquired in this alphabet soup that we keep blasting every time we introduce ourselves, how do we take all of that, get to the table where the decisions get made and make the system listen to us? That's why government health contracting is so important because it gives you the opportunity to actually have a voice. Hey, I know this episode is so juicy and you can't wait to get back, but I wanted to stop by and let you know that if you own your own health business and you're a high-level health professional, but you're struggling to make consistent revenue, then I've got a better, more proven way where you can make the money you want to make while achieving the impact you know deep down inside you can have. You got the business started and achieved a lot in your professional career, but now it feels like you're barely making it and you urgently want to find a more effective way to make more money while improving the health of your community. Now, what if I told you that I can teach you how to go from barely making it to going after six and seven figure health contracts in less than 30 days? Yes, you heard me right. The Health Contract Bootcamp is where high level and motivated health professional women come together live for four weeks and we dig deep into how to build a powerful health business that the government wants to throw hundreds of thousands and even millions of dollars at. I'll be teaching you step-by-step my winning formula for going after government health contracts. Now, these are the same strategies that I have used to win over half a million in contracts in less than 90 days. Not to mention, these contracts have allowed me to influence government officials directly and transform programs and policies around health disparities. I guarantee that you'll have everything you need to go after your first health contract in less than four weeks with our dedicated team helping you all along the way. So make sure you stay till the end of the episode for a one-time special offer from us. Now back to the show. So let me let me drop some deets for you. Let me drop let me drop some very, very interesting things that I know so many of you have never been exposed to. Government health contracting has two major components to it. One side of government health contracting is operational. These contracts are given out by the government in order to sustain their operations. So these are contracts that are more geared towards the organizations who help to support administering health insurance, managing specific health services, those types of things, administering a lot of the technology that we use when we go into the health system, Um, especially for those of us who are active duty military, you're utilizing in the military active duty system, health system, or you're using Veterans Affairs as your health system, or you know families that are on Medicaid. These are all government programs and government health systems. So there are contracts within that that helps to keep those systems running. Those are operational government health contracts. On the flip side, There are community impact health contracts. These contracts are specifically set aside because they have the potential to have a ripple effect in the community. And these contracts are used to allow vendors with specific expertise and skill sets. When I say vendors, I mean health professionals, health business owners, people who have decided to go into the industry as business owners. It allows you as a health professional, a health business owner, to make an impact in the community, to go to the government and say, hey, I'm, I know your goal is to do A. This is how I'm going to help you achieve it. This is what I'm going to do. These are my processes and this is my price point. 
The government's going to say, oh, you want $100,000 to run that program? Sure. You want $600,000 to run that program? Sure. You want a million, two million, five million to run that program? Sure. These are the outcomes you're going to achieve because you've shown us with your experience and your ability to connect evidence-based to your experience and your innovation and your ideas. And you can show us how we're going to get from A to B to C to D to E because we've been struggling without you. Sure, here's $5 million. And then after you get done doing that contract, guess what happens? They say, hey, thank you for running that program. Can you synthesize, a.k.a. summarize, put together the outcomes of all of the work that you've been doing? Tell us what new policies have to come out of that work. Tell us what new regulations, what new laws, what new things we need to change around in order for us to achieve and continuing to achieve and continue to achieve, not continuing, and continue to achieve what you've told us. This is great. Oh, wow. Thank you. We feel like we spent $5 million on a very beneficial program. Not only did the program impact the lives of hundreds of thousands of people, we got new policies out of it. We got new protocols out of it. We got new research out of it. We got new innovations out of it. Now we're going to use this to set a precedent. And once we put that precedent and that policy in place, guess what? Those on the other side who are helping us keep the wheels turning operationally now have to implement what you just said. So I I am showcasing this side of the coin because that's the side of the coin you want to be on. So when I talk about government health contracting, I'm not talking about just getting a nice little cleaning contract. Those are nice, clean hospitals. Those are good. They pay well. But I'm talking about impact-driven contracts that put you on the side of the fence where the government doesn't tell you what to do. They tell you what they want to achieve. You tell them what to do. And that's a powerful side to be on. And the best people to put on that side of the fence are women in health because guess who has all the ideas? Guess who has the motivation? Guess who has the perspective? Guess who has the drive? It's us. It is us. There's a statistic, a glaring statistic that I will never, ever, 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 ever forget. It says women multicultural women especially are more likely to start health-driven businesses. But they will never make as much money in the health industry as their white male counterparts. That right there is enough for you to stop what you're doing, stop those lower level thoughts, stop acting like you are not the woman for the job. A lot of the solutions and strategies and things that, no offense to my men, we love you, but a lot of this stuff is built from a mindset and a perspective that does not see what it feels like to be in the midst of it 
to be on the floors. Like I keep, when I close my eyes, I still see COVID. I still see my mother coming home in like this alien suit, having to take it all off in the garage, literally scrubbing herself down before she can even hug her children. I, can, I cannot unsee those things. I cannot unhear the words of the health professionals that I work with talking about the level of uncertainty they feel being on the floors, having to care for patients and not, not knowing if they're going to be able to go home, realizing that there wasn't enough PPE because operationally we didn't stock enough. We weren't ready for it. We didn't prepare. But someone did say, hey, I think we need to have these things in place in case of this. Or realizing that we've never even had enough processes and procedures and programs in place to really help the minority populations. Because now that COVID-19 is heavy, these communities have less access, less resources, and they're dying in droves. And we feel powerless. How I wish we had more women from the health space sitting at the table, helping to advise during COVID-19 about what needs to be done. How I wish we had more women health business owners actually getting these contracts, multi-million dollar contracts were distributed during COVID-19 to improve health programming, to improve health operations, to build new programs, to deliver vaccinations. Million dollar health contracts were distributed and us multicultural women, most of us, 99% of us never touched a dollar. But most of us are so motivated to care for other people. That motivation has yet to pay us dividends the way it's paying other people. So I am not going to be quiet. I will never be quiet about my mission and my passion. My passion is to get us out of this wheel where we are worker bees. Get us out of that. Give us some intention, some motivation, and some vision, and some sight so that we can actually make impact. It is our title. It is our right to be impactful in this profession because it is our nature to care. We care about everybody all the time. Why aren't we getting paid the way we should be getting paid for something we do free of charge? I might sound angry. I'm not. I'm just passionate. I am just passionate. I have seen how transformational this work has been in my life, in my family's life. I feel more fulfilled now than I have felt in my entire career. None of my degrees feel as good to me as knowing that I am working on this contract on behalf of the government and I'm going to tell them what my community needs. Nothing I have achieved thus far feels as great as how it feels right now to be on this side of the fence. So if you are like me, you need to get up, put some intention behind what you're doing, dust that side hustle off. We don't side hustle business. We don't side hustle health because you started it based on a drive, a vision. What ends up happening is we get frustrated, we get overwhelmed, and we lose sight. We get stuck 
sis, it's time to get unstuck. I've been able to open up a door that most will never find on their own. This government health contracting door is the powerful, the most powerful door that you will ever walk in. And you need to get here. And you need to get here now. So if you have not gone to our website, governmenthealthcontractor.com, you need to go. And you need to get on our wait list because we are starting up cohort number three this year. And cohort number three is going to be able to benefit from the endorsement process we have been able to create. Yes, sis, we unlocked the door and we gave you the fast pass. This endorsement literally, literally helps you qualify for things, contracts, programs that your competitors can't even touch. So while everybody else is competing for those other types of contracts, we're over here swimming in opportunity, swimming, literally swimming in opportunity on this side. And sis, there's more than enough room for all of us over here. And I want to see every single woman in health who is mission and vision driven, impacting the lives that you sought out to impact But this time, we're not doing it for free. We're going to make millions and build a legacy while we do it. It was a pleasure speaking with you all today, and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Well, leaders, that's it for today's episode. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this show, connect with me on Instagram at healthleadher. Or you can follow me directly at Coach Ogo on IG or Ogo Akwenme on LinkedIn. And I'd be so honored if you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. Until next time.